0: And welcome back into another edition of TCM Pod, the Chris Mathis Podcast. I am your host, Chris Mathis, as always. Glad to be here with you guys uh, on what is a crazy, busy day as we get ready for uh, what's next and what's to come here on the podcast. Had a great show yesterday with the Ronnie and T-Crash show as Paul White, a.k.a. The Big Show, was in studio with us. He was phenomenal. He was supposed to come in about 5 to 5.30 and instead came in at about 4.30 until just after 7 o'clock. So the guy is phenomenal. I'll have more on that in just a moment, including a big announcement regarding my Talk to Him Tuesday guest, uh, of course, with my co-host of the show, Spencer, later on this week on Tuesday, that is. We'll get into that here momentarily. But I am excited for this, and I know that you guys will enjoy that as well. That's all coming up here in just a few moments, but... As always, you guys know each and every episode of TCM Pod brought to you by my friends at Information On Demand. Whether you need criminal background checks, drug screenings, E-Verify, academic accreditation, or other screening services, they've got you covered. And it doesn't matter if you're here in Tampa, Florida, if you're in New York City, if you're in Montana, or even on the West Coast, they can take care of you guys. Again, my friends at Information On Demand will take care of you and you'll be able to rest easy knowing a highly trained search team will get you that information that you need in just eight hours or less. That's right, eight hours or less. And information on demand will get you that information. They're fast, they're accurate, and they offer affordable pre-employment background screening services. Give them a call today, right there on the screen. If you're streaming on Spotify or YouTube, you can see that number, or I'll read it out to you guys. If you guys are streaming on the Apple Podcast, Spotify as well, or the iHeartRadio app, the number for Information on Demand eight five five Or you can visit them online today, right now, informationondemand.net. Again, they bring you each and every edition of TCM Pod. And as we get uh, excited about our upcoming episode of uh, Talk to Him Tuesday, Spencer will be here for that. He is not here today. He has uh, a couple of games to announce for Young Harris College Basketball. I think they get ready or they're probably, by the time you guys are watching this, uh, they're already going to have the uh, women's game probably wrapping up and the men's game gets underway at about, this table's really wobbly here, at uh, iHeartRadio Tampa Bay and the podcast recording studio. Uh, Again, on Gandy, we're getting ready to move from this location, so I'm not too sure how much longer we'll be here. That's all kind of up in there. We have somewhat of a date in mind, but you just never know. So I'm not even going to mention that date. Again, uh, Chris, glad to be here with you guys and glad that you guys have streamed this. And also, I appreciate each and every one of you guys for partaking in a Facebook post that I shared earlier this week regarding Tom Brady's retirement from the NFL. And uh, speaking of that, we've got plenty to talk about from Tom Brady and his NFL career, his time here in Tampa Bay with the Buccaneers. Played three seasons, retired officially on Wednesday morning and what was I think it was out of the blue, obviously, last season. He retired on February 1st, exactly a year later to the date this week. On Wednesday, he says, hey, you know what? I'm retiring this time a little bit more short and sweet to the point you guys more than likely saw that Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook video that Tom and his team put out of him on the beach saying, hey, my time is here. I'm officially retiring from uh, the NFL. And I totally get that. I think that the time – Was here. He said he would play until he sucked. And in that final game against the Dallas Cowboys, it looked like he was losing it a little bit. He was not playing his best ball whatsoever. I know there were a lot of question marks. There were a lot of uncertainties with the Buccaneers, not only in that game, but also throughout the entire season, starting off with the fact that Bruce Arians, no longer the head coach, turns the keys to Todd Bowles, who takes over. And I thought Todd would do a decent job. I was not impressed with first year head coach of the Buccaneers, Todd Bowles, this season. But Ryan Jensen starting center on the offensive line went out in training camp. I think it was day three. That was a huge blow. And then you talk about the issues at wide receiver. Russell Gage went down in training camp. He went down throughout the season as well. Several injuries early on with that defensive side of the ball, too. Shaq Barrett goes down. Outside linebacker, one of the better defensive players, one of the better pass rushers in the NFL over the last three seasons, goes down. And then the offense was stagnant. Tom Brady at the age of 45. Still put up some great numbers. He led the league in pass attempts, led the league in completions at the age of 45 this season. But the offense, oh, that's the wrong picture right there. The offense was uh, was stagnant throughout, and there were a lot of question marks regarding play calling under the direction of offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich. He received third prize this season, too, and he deserved it. He deserved third prize. And there were several points even during that Super Bowl season back in 2020 where I thought, man, how is this guy – an offensive coordinator in the NFL. How is this guy leading the charge, especially with a guy like Tom Brady, at quarterback, and so many uncertainties? I was just disappointed in uh, his time here as offensive coordinator of the Buccaneers talking about Byron Leftwich. So Tom Brady decides to hang it up on February 1st, exactly a year after he made his announcement that he was going to retire the first time. I moved down to Tampa from Blairsville, Georgia, I think it was February 18th, so almost a year ago, which is crazy. Uh, Very thankful for every opportunity that's come along uh, in that time frame from being the executive producer of the Pat and Aaron Show to being game day coverage guy for WDAE to now being the uh, executive producer of the Ronnie and T-Crash Show here at 953 WDAE from 3 to 7 o'clock each and every day. You guys can stream us on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, Listen on uh, 953 FM dial, 620 AM dial if you're in the Tampa Bay area, the entire region. Uh, That is the Ronnie and t Crash show with, of course, Ronnie Knight Train Lane and Tom Krasnicki, a.k.a. t Crash, two great guys that I'm learning a lot from and we're having a great time on the show, uh, having a lot of fun over the last three months and some change and that will continue to grow as time goes on. I will include links to listen to the show. At any given time, including our interview with Paul White, uh, WWE superstar, now with AEW, formerly known as The Big Show. He was in studio with us, as I mentioned earlier today uh, in this episode. He joined us yesterday for two and a half, nearly three hours. He was a great guy. I spoke with him behind the scenes for about 15, 20 minutes about his career, how long he's lived in the Tampa Bay area. It turns out he doesn't live too far from me in Odessa, Florida. Um, he's lived here since 1995. So three years since, or before, uh, I was even a thought. And, uh, we talked about one of his favorite, actually his favorite wrestler to ever wrestle against. He told me it was John Cena. He said that they can talk about cars, talk about life in the middle of a wrestling match and still continue to have that competitive spirit, not lose the entertainment aspect during his, uh, during his match with John Cena. So got some insight there. And then he joined, Ronnie and t Kraz on the show, as I said, for over two hours, and he was phenomenal. He talked all things Randy Savage, talked all things Roddy Piper, Hulk Hogan, shared a never before told story about he and Hulk Hogan, about them on a motorcycle that did not end so well. And if you guys want to check that out, which if you care whatsoever about WWE, professional wrestling, AEW, The Big Show, Hulk Hogan, you do want to hear that. It was the first, I think, 20, 25 minutes of that interview, and I'll attach that link down below in the description. Uh, here is a picture of me and the big show, who know, who now goes by Paul White, his real name, with AEW. But he stands at 7 foot tall, 383 pounds. I'm about 6'2", I'm nowhere near 383 pounds, as you guys can see there. So I took the photo with him after the show. Great guy, as I said. And... You know, I thought it was going to be a typical arm around the picture, you know, like I always do. He just puts me in a headlock and I'm like, all right, you know, in my head, I'm thinking, hey, I want a real deal, like serious photo. But then after I think about it, I'm like, how many people that aren't in the wrestling field of things get to say they got put in a headlock by the big show? I mean, come on. So I rolled with it. That's the photo I decided to stick with. I didn't even ask for another photo. I thought that is by far one of the better photos I've ever taken in my life. And Uh, I had some friends on Facebook comment, you know, you look like a fifth grader. And I said, hey, we're only missing Jeff Foxworthy. That's the only guy that's missing in this photo. And we could actually uh, recreate that TV show. Are you smarter than a fifth grader with uh, Jeff Foxworthy? I could be the fifth grader and uh, Paul White could be a contestant. The adult with Jeff Foxworthy as the host of the show. I think that'd be cool. That'd be fun. So, uh, t Kraz on the right-hand side, if you guys are on Spotify and or YouTube with the big show, uh, Paul White in the middle and Ronnie Night train lane, standing to his left three awesome guys. And I will say this, I had a great angle with the, with the photo shot there. t Kraz is a tall guy though. He is six foot seven. So that's why he doesn't look much shorter in that photo. And Paul White is also in his fifties. Now he is 50 years old. So, Uh, It's been a few years since he was in his wrestling prime in regards to him weighing once 500 pounds. Yeah, you heard that right. I said 500 pounds uh, in the prime of his WWE career and uh, six or sorry, seven foot tall. He is a big show, but we had a big show on the Ronnie and T-Crash show yesterday. I'll attach that link to the blog, to the podcast with Paul White. Just a great time. And and again, the Ronnie and T-Crash show streams three to seven each and every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, as does this show, the Chris Mathis Podcast. And I'm excited to talk about our Talk to Him Tuesday guest. We will have Spencer back for that this Tuesday. And that episode will release at 6.30 on Tuesday morning. And I'll have more on that in just a moment. It is a very big guest, and it's a great opportunity for me and for Spencer as well and for our guest to also talk about what he does because it's quite impressive and it's something that I'm impressed with. Uh, regarding you know what he's been able to do throughout his career. And it's something that not everybody knows about. It's something that you know not everybody has that opportunity to uh, hear about. And it's a necessity to sports. So we'll have more on that here in just a second. But as mentioned a few moments ago, Tom Brady has officially announced his retirement from the NFL. He says, hey, I'm done. I'm going to make it short and sweet. He did that on Wednesday morning just around 8 o'clock Eastern time. I was working out at planet fitness. I have my AirPods in and, um, you know, listening to some jams and trying to get in some leg extensions. And I looked out at my phone and I see a video from Tom Brady. It's him on a beach. And I'm thinking, Hey, Tom's got some kind of uh Brady brand or TB 12 promotion going on. He's just pushing that out, you know? And then I didn't lock my phone, but I set my phone down on my lap and I kept doing some, some leg extensions, excuse me. And, uh, you know i was i was looking down at my phone and i hear his audio and he says well guys it's over it's been a great ride i'm going to keep the short and sweet and i'm like wait 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 so i, I finished my my reps from uh, leg extensions then i stopped looked down at my phone rewatched the video sure enough he says he's retiring from the nfl after 23 seasons at the age of 45 threw for over 100,000 career passing yards in his career including the playoffs including the regular season and you know, it's kind of a bittersweet moment for me because growing up, Tom Brady was somebody I respected as the greatest to ever do it. But also as a Buccaneers fan growing up, I will say this. Now that I'm in this business and I'm a, a game day reporter for the Buccaneers here at 95.3 WDAE in Tampa, I'm not I'm not really a fan like I was. I, I wouldn't even call myself a fan. Now, when I look at my childhood, I absolutely was a fan. I was a diehard. And when I think about growing up, I was a fan of the Buccaneers and I always will be and I'll forever cherish that time frame as a fan of the Buccaneers. But now that I'm here and I actually report on the team, I will say this. I'm not a fan of the Buccaneers anymore. I'm not a fan of really any team. I want the Buccaneers to win and I love the game of football, but I just look at it with an open mind, no bias when it comes to the Buccaneers and my job now. Uh, so my fandom has kind of gone out the window regarding Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I hope that you guys can understand that. I'm sure if you guys, a lot of you guys do not believe it, especially you CT Hushin, my former assistant principal, now current principal at Union County high school, uh, Bradburn, Brandon Bradburn as well. He's probably like, man, you're joking. Wesley Garrett, you're joking. No, I'm not joking. Todd Pugh, which I'll get into some comments from you, Todd Pugh here in just a moment. I really will. And it is regarding the guy, Tom Brady. And I think it's worth mentioning what you had to say about Tom. And I think that Isaac and Eli are going to want to stand around for this too. And everybody who dislikes Tom Brady or kind of takes away from Tom Brady and his success over his 23 year career, finally hanging up the cleats at age 45, you're going to want to hear his comments Uh, again, coming from one of my friends. I love the guy to death, but I got a bone to pick with you, man. So here is kind of a rundown of Tom Brady's NFL career in a nutshell. Here's his record against every single NFL team, and I am going to read this off. I don't care. So his record against the New York Jets, thirty-one and eight overall in his career. In his career against the Buffalo Bills, thirty-three wins, three losses. In his career against the Miami Dolphins, twenty-four wins, twelve losses. In his career against the Indianapolis Colts, granted they had Peyton Manning for a lot of that time, sixteen and four. And his career against the Denver Broncos, he was a split nine and nine. Against the Pittsburgh Steelers, another AFC team, 12 and four in his illustrious career. And we talk about Mike Tomlin, we talk about Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, Jerome Bettis, James Harrison, all of these guys that played for the Steelers in their prime while Tom Brady was there. And Tom Brady went 12 and four against them. Tom Brady against the Kansas City Chiefs, which includes that 2020 Super Bowl victory over Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs back in 2020. He finished his career 8-6 overall against the Chiefs, against the Baltimore Ravens 8-5, against the Los Angeles-San Diego Chargers 10-2, against the Atlanta Falcons 11-0. Hit, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, Falcons fans back home, Falcons fans all over the country, Falcons fans are just NFL fans in general, Patriots fans that witnessed that 28-3 Super Bowl comeback yeah, uh, 11 and 1 overall. One of those uh, 11 wins does happen to be that Super Bowl victory. When he came back 28 to 3 at halftime, I'll never forget this. I actually had $20 on that game and uh, had a bet going with Eli Riles at halftime of the game. I, I bet on Tom Brady because he is the greatest to ever do it. I knew it back then. At halftime, I drove, uh, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes to my friend's house. Gave him my 20, 25 bucks, whatever it was, said, hey, congratulations, you won. Go all the way back home to realize, hey, Tom Brady is coming back. He's coming back. He's going to make this happen. Julian Edelman, of course, made an incredible catch, and the rest is history. He came back down 28-3 to to beat the Falcons in that Super Bowl just a few years ago. He finished his 11-1 all-time against the Atlanta Falcons, of course, the one time the Falcons did get a victory, it's when Tom Brady's forty-five years old. The Bucks already clinched a playoff spot because they won the division at eight and nine. Tom Brady started the game against the Falcons, but he only played for just over a quarter and a half. So you know how much you weigh in here? How much you weigh in here, Todd? It's gonna count down in the in the stat sheet, but I mean, come on. So eleven and one against the Atlanta Falcons. Brady went 8-4 against the Carolina Panthers, 7-5 against the New Orleans Saints, 9-2 against the Houston Texans, 6-4 against the Rams, 7-3 against the Tennessee Titans, 7-2 overall in his career against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, 7-2 against the Cleveland Browns, the Philadelphia Eagles as well, 6-3 against the New York Giants, who were his kryptonite come the Super Bowl. Eli Manning went 2-0 against Tom Brady and the Super Bowl throughout his career. Also, Brady against the Jacksonville Jaguars, 8-1, 7-1 against the Dallas Cowboys, 5-3 against the Green Bay Packers. Tom Brady went 6-1 against the Chicago Bears, 5-2 against the Detroit Lions, 6-1 against the Oakland Raiders, 5-2 against the Redskins slash commanders slash football team, 6-0 against the Minnesota Vikings, 3-2 against the Seattle Seahawks, 2-2 against the San Francisco 49ers. 4-0 4-0 against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers throughout his 23-year NFL career. 2-1 against the Arizona Cardinals. And 1-0, of course, against the New England Patriots. So Tom Brady never once suffered a losing record against any team in the NFL. All 32 teams, when he played against them, he had a better record or at least a split record with those teams. So Tom Brady, incredible, man. Incredible and It does stink in my mind that he decided to hang it up. I do think that the time was pressing. I do think he had one more year left in the tank. I do think that it was either Tampa Bay or Miami. I think either option would have worked. I think Miami gave him a better shot to win. Tyreek, Jalen Waddell, a great young head coach. Hopefully Mike Gusecki. Of course, a decent rushing attack too. I think Miami was most realistic. Uh, Giselle has a house down there. His kid's going to be down there. I think Miami was the best landing spot for Tom Brady. And honestly, if he did not come back to Tampa Bay this year, I didn't think that retirement was an option for Tom Brady. I thought that, I really thought that Tom Brady would decide to leave the Buccaneers or stay and then go to the Miami Dolphins. However, that did not happen. He decided to hang it up on Wednesday morning about eight o'clock Eastern time, says, Hey, this is it. I'm officially done in the NFL. My 23 year NFL career comes to an end. And with that, I understand. I mean, Tom Brady retires seven and three in Super Bowl matchups, seven and three overall, averaged nearly 304 passing yards per game in each Super Bowl, finished in the Super Bowl with 21 passing touchdowns, just six interceptions, and 10 Super Bowls played. And you look at Joe Montana, his entire career four and zero in the Super Bowl, went went to four. Tom Brady went to 10. Peyton Manning two and two in the big game in his career. Tom Brady 7 and 3. John Elway 2 and 3 in his career. Tom Brady 7 and 3. Patrick Mahomes, who they say is the baby goat, way too early the fact that EA Sports and Madden decided to put both a comparison of of Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes on the same cover in what Patrick Mahomes is second or third year in the NFL? Come on, man. He's one and one right now and all all-time Super Bowl matchups, of course, one loss being against uh Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in 2020, but come on, let's be real here. It's way too early to say that. Tom Brady played 23 years, Patrick Mahomes in what, year five or year six? And Mahomes has already suffered some nagging injuries here and there. Some ankle injuries, some foot issues along the way. He's battling through an ankle injury, a high ankle sprain right now. And of course, they did add an extra game. They now have 17 games in the regular season in the NFL. So that will help Patrick Mahomes in his case. That will help, of course. And Patrick Mahomes is a freak. He probably will be the closest thing to get to Tom Brady's illustrious, prolific NFL career. But I will go ahead and write it down right now. Nobody will surpass Tom Brady's Super Bowl titles ever. Write it down. Quote me on that. I don't care. You can come back to this in 25 years when I hopefully am a voice of an NFL team, maybe the Buccaneers. That's always been my ultimate goal, but I'm open for anything. And 25 years, it's got a long time. Right now I'm focused on WDA. I'm focused on getting better as the producer to be the best producer possible for the Ronnie and T-Crash show. That's my number one focus point. Obviously talking with you guys here on TCM Pod on a weekly basis, having great guests is my focal point. And just growing each and every day as a person in all aspects of life, as a friend, a family member, a coworker, all things. With myself, that's my number one goal right now. I'm young. I'm 24 years old. I've got a long career ahead of me. You know, if you would have told me at the age of 24, I'd be the afternoon drive producer of a huge sports show and a big time market at iHeartRadio, Tampa Bay, I thought you guys were kidding me. I would not believe it whatsoever. Here I am. Would not be possible without a lot of you guys, your support. Um, throughout my entire life, I always had a great supporting cast in my parents, my mom, my dad, my grandparents. My friends, my best friends, my brother, my sister. I mean, I always had, and also fans, you know, fans that grew to love me at the age of 14 when I started broadcasting for the very first time. I had fans back then. I didn't believe it. Felt too good to be true, but I did. They all supported me. And of course, along the way, I've had a few, maybe two or three bad apples that doubted me or said, hey, Chris, how are you going to do this? I don't see it happening. And that's okay. That's, That's fine. I never let it weigh in on me too much. Always in one ear, out the other. All I did and all I will continue to do in my life is just focus on what I know benefits me, what I know will help me get to where I want to go. If I have point A here and my destination is point B and I have to get there, all I know is lower your head, look on the floor, the ground ahead of you, and just keep grinding, whatever it takes to get to that next step. I've never been about talk about it, talk about it, never have any action behind it. I've always been, hey, if I'm going to say something, I'm going to do it. Mark my words. So if I say I'm going to do this, I will do this. It might take longer. That's why I don't put a, a real time frame on anything. I have no expectation except to give everything that I ever do 110% at all times, no matter what it is. Anytime my name is attached to anything or anytime I have my hand in any project or with any friendship, any relationship, 110% comes for me every time. Because at the end of the day, I want to know that If I didn't reach my goal or if I didn't help somebody out, I know I gave it my all. There are no questions. What if I would have done a little bit more? There will never, ever, 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 ever be any of that with me ever in my life. Ever. I don't care what it is. It's been like that since I was 13, 14 years old. I knew what I had to do to get to where I wanted to be. I still have a long way to go, a very long way to go. But I'm extremely hungry. I'm extremely fortunate for this opportunity here in Tampa Bay. I've always talked about being here in Tampa Did I ever think it would happen? Yes, I did. At this age, absolutely not. So now I'm soaking it all in. It's been nearly a year since I've moved here. It's been a little bit over three months since I took over as the executive producer of the afternoon drive show, the Ronnie and T crash show here at 953 WDAE. I'm still learning stuff each and every day. And if you're not learning something new every day, if you're stagnant, you need to wake up. Life is too short to sit there and think that you've got it all under control, that life is just easy. Life is never meant to be easy. Life is supposed to be a challenge, especially if you want to better yourself. More importantly, better those around you because you better those around you, then it betters yourself. Then you feel happy about your friendships, your relationships. I know I'm going off on a tangent right now, but I'm just extremely thankful for for this opportunity. I'm extremely thankful for all of you guys. And to say that in my first year here in Tampa, I got to be a game day reporter for the flagship here in Tampa Bay, iHeartRadio and go to each and every home buccaneers game is incredible. I mean Tom Brady hung up the cleats last February 2022 February 1st just after that happened I moved down here February 18th. My first day at work was February 22nd and the only thing I was missing which was which was so so irrelevant but the fact that Tom Brady had just retired before I moved down here. 40 days after Tom Brady retired 40 days 40 nights Tom Brady decides to unretire last year. I'm sitting in my Airbnb. Yeah, extended stay Airbnb. That's how I'm doing this. And I'm looking at Instagram. And Tom Brady says, I'm coming back. I I looked at it again. Said, no way. Looked at it again. Said, no way. Group chat, text feed blowing up from work. Hey, we got to do a live broadcast. We've got to hop on. We've had to do a live stream. This is huge. So we did. Tom Brady came back. At that point, I was extremely happy. I'm thinking, hey, I might run into Tom Brady a time or two throughout this season. I'll be very lucky if I do, but it might happen. Um, And sure enough, it did because about, I don't know, maybe a month later, my uh, program director, John Mamola, comes up to me with a great opportunity. He says, hey, do you want to join Pat Donovan, Uh, my friend Pat Donovan? uh, You guys know Pat from my career and obviously interacting with him on Twitter, Instagram, the whole nine yards. One of the best guys I've ever met. A guy I'll never, ever be able to repay for all he's done for me, starting with six years ago, Twitter DMs where he helped me out. And eventually I was his producer with Aaron Jacobson right here at WDAE with the Pat Aaron Show. Now Ryan Hoppy is the executive producer. He's doing a great job with that show too. Um, but I'll never forget that. He said, hey, do you want to join Pat as game day content creator, game day, uh, I guess you could say reporter for Buccaneers coverage at the station? I said, dude. Count me in. I'll be there. He said, all right, you're going to go to every Bucks home game. You'll be up in the press box. You'll be live tweeting, live Facebooking the games. You'll be updating our listeners with stats, scores, the whole nine yards at each and every game. After that, you'll have to post a blog, post a game recap. I got to do that each and every home Buccaneers game, all preseason games this year, the playoff game against the Dallas Cowboys, Tom Brady's final game in the NFL, and then after that was all said and done, I got to make my way down to the press conference room, talk with the head coach of the Buccaneers, Todd Bowles, which was incredible, one of maybe 30 30 media members like throughout the season that got to be in that press conference room. At one time, that is. And, uh, and then Tom Brady would follow him each and every home game. Tom Brady comes up to the podium. I get to talk to Tom Brady. So I asked Tom, I think, six or seven questions, maybe eight this year. And the very first one, I've never, ever been nervous to talk with any athlete of any stature, any coach of any stature, anything of that nature. But when I asked Tom Brady my first question, man, it was like a firebird within my soul. I I saw his eyes look at me, and I'm like, man, this is the greatest to ever do it. And I'm asking him a question right now. And I did, and it was phenomenal. Um, Here are a couple of photos I got of Tom Brady during pressers. Uh, If you guys are looking on Spotify or YouTube. There he is pulling up his TB12 Brady brand hoodie over his head. Another one here's Tom following his final game in the NFL against the Dallas Cowboys. He lost in the playoffs at home against Raymond at Raymond James against the Dallas Cowboys. At the time, nobody knew it was his final game. I had a weird feeling after the press conference. Attended, he shouted out the Tampa Bay team, the organization, the fans for all the support. Then I knew at that point in time that Tom Brady. Was moving on from Tampa. I thought that was it. I didn't think he was moving on from the Buccaneers. I thought he was going to go sign with the Miami Dolphins. Instead, just a few weeks later, he says, hey, this is it. This is it. So probably the coolest thing that happened with me and Tom this year after he came back against the Saints, week 13, comeback victory. Incredible. Most Tom Brady-like game ever that I've ever attended. Comes off the field into the tunnel. I'm taking a photo. He gives me a thumbs up, man. I will forever cherish that moment until the day I die and I will print out that photo. It was incredible. It was, uh, I was like, wow, right at my camera, you know, and I, there were other guys there. Of course, Rock Riley was there, uh, Rick Stroud, but it was just such a cool moment for me. And, and maybe one thing that just toppled that was after Brady threw for 100,000 career yards, first ever quarterback to do that. He did that at Raymond James stadium There were about six questions asked following that game before I asked, how does it feel to eclipse 100,000 career yards and your career become the first to ever do it and also pick up a victory? And uh, he said, all about the win, man. All about the win. I never cared about that. All about the win. Yeah, never cared about personal records. Next thing you know, next morning i wake up. People are tweeting me, hey, Chris, Brady Brand officially used your question and his answer to promote his new clothing line. Like, what do you mean? Check out Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. There's a video of Tom at the podium with my question, with my question being aired, Tom's response, and then it cuts right into a little highlight reel of him walking through the tunnel with his new Brady brand outfit on. It was so cool, man. It was so cool. And I want to wrap up the Brady top because we do have to get into I Talk to Him Tuesday guest. I'm running out of time here on this week's episode brought to you by my friends at Information On Demand. But uh, I do want to talk about this. I did ask several of you. A lot of you replied to it on Facebook regarding Tom Brady. And my friend Todd messaged me regarding Tom Brady, and he said the tuck rule allowed for Brady's first Super Bowl. Adam Vinatieri saved a couple. Seattle and Atlanta's... Uh, Terrible coaching gave him two rings. Don't forget the AFC game against the Chiefs on interception that would have sealed the deal. He's been great, but it, he disliked Tom Brady from the get go. He called Tom Brady arrogant. He said he's a big baby, and the true colors came out at the end of his career. And okay, you can argue that about the baby aspect because he did trip a few players, including Grady Jarrett of the Atlanta Falcons. Um, and Todd is right about that. I think that I was. I was fed up with Tom Brady's antics when he didn't get a, a roughing the passer call or when he cried, basically cried on the field this year in particular, a little bit last year too. But I'll say yes, that was annoying. I have no argument there. No argument again. Uh, Todd, you are absolutely right in that regard. But to say that you know Seattle's dumb coaching and Atlanta's terrible coaching gave him two rings, I don't think gave him two rings is the right word. Tom Brady was down 28-3 to against the Atlanta Falcons in that Super Bowl, and his will to come back, his determination, his lack of being phased by being down 25 points at halftime is what won him that game. Of course, coaching had something to do with it, but to say gave him, it wasn't given to him on a silver platter. He had to work for that, man. He he was old then. He got the job done. His determination, his grit, his belief in himself, number one, is incredible. Incredible. His belief in his teammates, Incredible. And I think at the end of the day, whether you uh, love, hate Tom Brady, you have to respect that he was the greatest to ever do it. And there's nobody that even comes close. Nobody. This guy was one of the last picks, 199th overall in the 2000 draft, played 23 years, seven Super Bowl rings, three Super Bowl losses. I mean, come on. I love Todd. I know there are a lot of people out there that are like Todd regarding Tom Brady. But you got to wake up and smell the roses just in general, just at least appreciate him for his greatness. Even if you don't like the guy, that's okay. Before he came to Tampa, I respected his greatness. I didn't love the guy came to Tampa. We saw his true colors. We saw him throw the Lombardi tro- uh, trophy across the Bay. We saw him, you know, get drunk off probably one drink. Let's be real, which I'm a lightweight too. No shame in it. Uh, but on TV, I mean, come on, man. The guy was awesome. And uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to hear from the greatest of all time to give insight during each and every NFL broadcast for Fox that he's a part of. I think it'll be a great time. All right. All of that to get to the big news. That's right. The big news regarding this week's talk to him Tuesday. It's going to be exciting. Spencer will be back here with me on the pod. I'm excited for this one. Are you guys ready? Drum roll, please. <clears throat> All right, drum roll. my guest, NFL Films employee, Josh Harris, who's been a part of NFL Films for quite some time now. He's been to several Super Bowls. Uh, I've got a whole bunch. He's been to four Super Bowls, a whole bunch on this paper that we're going to get into on Tuesday morning with Spencer, of course, as my co-host, with Josh Harris of NFL Films here with us too. And he's self-employed, but he works for NFL Films. He's a client, a great client. NFL Films and him have worked for for years now. Uh, He's done stuff for top 100 of NFL Films, a football life, NFL Presents, Draft Day stuff, special projects too. Also helped out with uh, a few stories regarding Joe Namath. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm telling you right here, right now. I know my friend Isaac Pugh will love this. I know you guys will love this because there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that goes on with NFL broadcasts that you would never, ever imagine. How does a guy who starts in business and sales about 30 years ago go into working on a microphone, booming a microphone at a corporate gig for just $5 an hour to now being a very successful person in the media business to having NFL films as a client? We'll find out on Tuesday. Josh Harris will join us right here. Talk to him Tuesday on the Chris Mathis podcast, Do Not. Miss out. As always, thank you guys for tuning in. That is it. Talk to you soon.